0: Hello, hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is going to be biohacking Q&A podcast number 28. Wow, that's something. Gotten through 28 of these. I was taking a look at my podcast statistics the other day, and Daniel Hollis, yo, good to see you, Daniel, and Jurgen. I see the name Jurgen, and I always wonder if that's my friend Jurgen from Belgium, or if it's a a Jurgen from somewhere else. I I do assume that there are other Jurgens out there in the world. So this is Jonathan Roseland with Limitless Mindset, and today I don't have a deep dive podcast on any particular topic. At the moment, I am in between a couple of different books and I am formulating my thoughts on a couple of different books. Oh, Jurgen, you're from Germany. Where are you in Germany? Let me know. I'm curious. I hear all these different conflicting things about how the coronavirus is impacting Germany. So I'm a little bit curious. And hey, Ariana. Thanks for joining. So today, as opposed to doing a deep dive on any particular biohacking subject, I'm just going to be going over some questions that we've gotten, because I get questions quite often from people, and I got to clarify, I w- this is brought to my attention. I need to be a little bit more clear about this, which is that what you find On my website, and what you hear here on this podcast is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor, and neither is Mrs. Roseland. Hey, babe. Hey, John. She is great, but she's not a doctor. And so we are just experienced, unlicensed, self experimenters practicing free speech. In talking about our extensive experiences and interpretations, might I add rigorous interpretations of published science? So, you are going to want to check out my article. It's one of my best articles. It's one of the things that I do recommend that people read as they start to explore my content, which is the article, How to Biohack Smart and safe. And that's an article that breaks down how to be kind of like a risk avoidant biohacker. And of course, I also advise people that they shouldn't just believe some guy on the internet that has something to say. You should consult your doctor. And really uh, importantly, of course, this is all kind of common sense stuff. You should consult your doctor. You've heard that a million times before, but what you should really do is get a second and a third opinion from if you can afford it and if you can afford it, that's great. Then you're doing well financially if you can afford this. So I guess I'm speaking kind of about an, an ideal scenario, but if you can afford it, get a second and a third opinion from different doctors doctors about whatever your health decisions are. You shouldn't just make decisions based upon things that you read on the internet. If you are, then you really, I think, have a a, a, a much more serious obligation to do some research on things. Like if you're going to make decisions just based upon something that I say, then I would urge you to go and search elsewhere on the internet. Like, you know, give a listen to what I have to say here. But then also go and check in with several other different podcasts or health-related type blogs that are out there. Go and contact, you know, put in the keywords of what your particular challenges and then go and look at what the YouTube videos are on YouTube are saying about that. Look at what the different personalities are, are out there. And then contact those people and see if you can get some opinions from those people. And once you've accumulated a handful of opinions, then start making decisions. Okay, so we've got six questions here. And I was thinking that Miss Roseland here could, Mrs. Roseland here could, Read these to me.
1: Of course, I'm going to assist you.
0: Oh, yes. Good to see you, babe. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Daniel is happy to see you. And then we also have, host, we have listening in, Jürgen from Germany and... Jürgen, he's Jürgen. Jürgen, Jürgen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jürgen from Germany. Okay, so if you want to start with the questions there under... Q&A number 28.
1: Carl Mobile from Instagram. Okay. Greetings and good night. For months I have read about biohacking, nootropics, and I have consumed paracetam, rhodiola, among others. But I want to ask you a question. In order to have better control or not have them, which supplement would give me a bonus to manage the obsessive compulsive thoughts I would appreciate it very much. Do not be afraid to answer. I ask other people questions and they tell me, consult with your doctor. Apparently, they're afraid to answer. Thank you. I'm a person who thinks a lot.
0: Yeah, it sounds like he thinks a lot. So I don't really know if paracetam and some of those other classic nootropics are what I would recommend to somebody that had An issue with OCD, because OCD is a complicated thing. There's all sorts of different potential causes of OCD. But if you're thinking about classic nootropics, like the racetams, a lot of times these can be overstimulating. They are cognitive enhancers. So you would expect for these sort of things to give you more to think about, to turn up your brain power. And people do report with some frequency that they become a bit more moody or they perhaps become a bit more um, anxious when they're using things like the racetams. So I don't know if that's what I'd recommend to you. First of all, if if OCD is your issue, then I would say look at something like meditation, first of all, because meditation kind of trains you to slow down your mind just a bit, and it takes your thoughts, and our thoughts, that internal dialogue that seems to occur – sometimes without our input, that internal dialogue that can either be our friend or it can be our enemy. That internal dialogue can either be kind of like a squadron of squabbling chickens that are bickering and fighting with each other, or that internal dialogue of thoughts can be like a phalanx of Roman legionaries that is tight that's together, that's on the same team, that's working for us as opposed to against us. And meditation seems to make a big difference in this. So I think I would actually recommend meditation above any sort of nootropic. But since you seem like you're interested in nootropics, I would recommend some things like ashwagandha, You would also maybe want to look into rishi. Rishi's interesting. The way that I heard rishi described, that I didn't quite believe before I ever tried it, is that rishi is a a spiritual mushroom, which sounds a little bit silly. But if you actually try good rishi, you'll notice that it makes you feel just a bit more in like a state of tranquility and you feel like you have just a bit more clarity and that you've risen above kind of the petty concerns that may dominate your state of mind. So I would say take a look at those adaptogens, ashwagandha, Rishi, meditation, and then also probably dual end back training for OCD. Do you want to move on to the next question, babe?
1: Yeah, it's from Dr. Grady Deal. <clears throat> My friend has a bad chronic case of dry eyes and nothing seems to help. The skin around her eyes is very dry. She <clears throat> says dry and hard like potato chips. What treatments do you recommend? Do you recommend visomitin for dry eyes? Please recommend a natural eye lubricant. I am a chiropractor in Honolulu, Hawaii.
0: Aloha. So, yeah, I do recommend Visamitin for dry eyes. Visomitin is, I believe, now in the phase three trials. Actually... I may be incorrect about that. It is either in the phase one or the phase two. Possibly, possibly SKQ-1 has entered phase three trials at this point. So that means that it's entering into the human clinical trials with larger groups of people because there is excellent statistical evidence that is accumulating in the clinical trials done thus far. I use visamitin every single day. And I would say that it definitely helps with my dry eyes. And I've chit-chatted with a number of people on the internet that have used it, that are other people that are like me, probably spending too much time staring at their computer screen. And this, of course, results in some eye strain, some eye irritation. And the Visomitin has definitely helped. But what Dr. Grady says here is that the skin around her eyes is like potato chips, which doesn't sound good, does it? No. So the Visomitin is not going to help with that because the Visomitin is eye drops and you're talking about the skin around the eyes. So that sounds like a bit more of a systemic issue. Now, there is another product which I am going to link to on the page that is going to be linked below this podcast. And that product is called Exomitin. And this is a skin product. It's a skin cream. This one I have not used yet. I've used a quite a bit and I like it. But Exomitin is a A dry skin product that uses the same thing. And so it stands to reason that a targeted mitochondrial antioxidant like SKQ1, it really stands to reason that if you get that going into the skin, that it's going to rejuvenate the skin. It's probably worth trying because Exomitin is actually really affordable. I, oh boy, I have to go and look this up again. But it seems to me that it's something like about $20 for a bottle of Exomitin. So, as far as beauty products go, it's pretty affordable. I think it's probably worth a shot. But I would, if the issue is with the skin, that's not my area of expertise. So, I would direct your friend over to Jennifer Fugo's show which is called the Healthy Skin Show. I listened to a number of her podcasts so that I could overcome the skin eczema issue that I have. And I, I've overcome it, haven't I? Mm-hmm. It's all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll link to Jennifer Fugo's podcast about skin health. And your friend might want to check that out because I, I bet that she has some insight into dry skin around the eyes, because that does sound unpleasant. And yeah, I'm also curious about your books about vaccine dangers, chemotherapy, 5G, and COVID-19. If you have books about those subjects, link send me links to those books. And I've got a lot of books to read, but maybe, maybe I can take the, the time to look at your books, and then maybe we would want to do a podcast together about them because those are subjects that I am curious about, certainly. Okay, what's the next question, babe?
1: It comes from Instagram again from Classic Fab. Hi, Jonathan. I know, noticed online that you've had some experience with Madeline Blue from Health Natura. You've likely seen that methylene blue has potential to be helpful against coronavirus. I'm curious if you ever were able to get a COA from Health Natura in regards to purity. Any chance you were able
0: to? Hey, classically fab. Let me double check one of the links on my website right now, because in the past, I had used the blue... Brain solution and that stuff was coa verified in fact i think they had uh, an accredited american laboratory that was doing the certification that was doing the spectroscopy on it making sure that it was legit stuff because you would not want to consume any old methylene blue you wouldn't want to go to a a pet store and buy the methylene blue there and then just consume that because you it can be a good... Okay, so I'm looking at Health Natura LLC right now and USP pharmaceutical grade. Okay, this does look like the stuff that I used in my video, although... That nootropics company doesn't sell it anymore. Oh boy. Okay, I'm sorry about this. I will need to contact this company and ask them to provide a COA because they don't have any of that sort of information on their website at this point. So it's probably legit methylene blue because I'm seeing that they sell other supplemental products, like they sell CBD. So I'm hoping that they do testing of their products, but I'm not seeing the certificate verifying that at this point. So I can't vouch for that product at this point. Sorry about that. You may wanna look into other mitochondrial supplements. Okay, next question, babe.
1: comes from Brazil, from Gabriel. You discovered your website and I am very amused by the tons of information about the biopacker world, especially regarding the tropics. <clears throat> With quick questions. I started taking paracetam about two weeks ago and I can already say that it improves consistently my overall well-being, ranging from anxiety to concentration and cognitive benefits. My two questions are number one, things have got results from the 800 milligram twice a day, it would be a better idea to reduce the, this dosage to just one pill a day. Question number two I currently use it about six
0: times
1: times per week with Sundays as my day off. This is a smart approach. Thanks in advance.
0: Sure. the only reason that I can conceive of, that you might want to reduce the dosage is economical. If you're having trouble getting neutropil there, if it's expensive to get neutropil there, and you feel like 800 milligrams once a day is good enough, then you may want to reduce the dosage. But 1,600 milligrams daily is very typical. I've talked with plenty of biohackers that use two grams, three grams daily. So if I were you, I would actually experiment with maybe increasing that dosage just a bit. If you, for example, have like Mondays that you need to just get a ton of stuff done on Mondays, maybe try... Increasing the dosage up to, like, um, up to like twenty four hundred milligrams a day or three thousand milligrams a day, approximately in that ballpark, and see what sort of effects you get from it. If, as long as you can get your hands on all the nutruple possible. If not, you know, if you have a kind of a shortage of nutruple there, which who knows? There's a lot of shortages in the world. On medication right now. So if there's a shortage, yeah, you'd be fine doing 800 milligrams a day. I have, for a while, I've done something in the range of 800 milligrams of paracetam a day, and it certainly serves to have a nootropic effect. And then I think it's perfectly fine to do six days a week and then take a day off. You would probably every couple of months, like maybe every three months, maybe every four months, you'd want to take an entire month off of the paracetam because it is a strong drug. It does have a real effect on the mind. So you'd want to do like a month off every three months. Next question, babe.
1: Comes from Jason in the email. Paracetam affects the kidneys, right? (laughs) I'm a long time diabetic with good kidney function, but worried it could affect the kidneys. Any alternatives for focus and cognitive enhancement? Looking at CELAC, P21 for focus.
0: Sure. So I'm going to link you to a discussion that was had over on the longevity forum. And... They had some guys going back and forth who were kind of debating whether or not it had an effect on the kidneys. And in the clinical trials for paracetam that I've reviewed, an effect on the kidneys is not something that's noted as being particularly problematic. In the clinical trials on these nootropics, if there's some sort of negative effect, especially something on the kidneys, if there's a hepatotoxicity that's induced, the clinical trials will typically mention that conspicuously. And I haven't seen that with paracetam. So I wouldn't be really worried about it. But on the other hand, anytime that you're consuming a synthetic drug, anytime that you're consuming something that's not an organic molecule, you should be a bit concerned about your kidneys. I think that there is kind of a trade-off between the biohacking and the taking some of these exotic supplements and the health of the kidney and the liver. And this is why I do all of the adaptogens. This is why I recommend that if you're going to use something like paracetam, I recommend that you do paracetam for maybe three months and then go and take something like schisandra for a month or two, which is going to have a really positive effect maintaining your kidneys. These tonifying herbs, you can look that up. Things like schisandra, rhodiola, eleuthero, etc. These sort of things are just going to kind of maintain Your kidneys through everything that your kidneys have to deal with. So, I think I wouldn't be really worried about it. You know, if you try paracetam, be kind of cognizant of how that part of your body is feeling. But otherwise, I think you'd probably be pretty okay. I use Solank a bit, and Solank didn't have much of a cognitive enhancement effect for me. So, I couldn't recommend it very highly. And then I've never tried P21. Okay, next question.
1: comes from Facebook from Daniel. I wanted to please ask you if you have seen any improvements since using Visalutin. I have re- retinal degeneration similar to macular degeneration, but not exactly the same. What's hoping this product may at least slow or stop the progression? Thank you for any info you can give me. Thank you for your response. I really appreciate it. If I could also please ask you, where did you get your Weisel I found a few different sites in North America selling them. Do you know of these sellers? Or do you know of any other trusted sellers in North America? I really want to try this to see if it helps. Even a little help is better than nothing.
0: Hey, Daniel. Sorry to hear that you're struggling with macular degeneration. I think visalutin may help with that, as it is a it is a biopeptide. It is a peptide that is intended to get in there and have a epigenetic effect on your genes that are regulating your your eyes so I would expect it to have some sort of benefit. However, from my own experience, I used it for about a month, maybe, maybe a little bit longer than a month. And I really don't think it had any effect on my eyes. I went back to my ophthalmologist here and we tested my eyes and what is it that he told us, babe? He said that my eyes were not degenerating, but yes. they were also not improving, right?
1: Because retinal degeneration similar to macular degeneration.
0: Okay, I'm looking at macular degeneration and visolutin. And I'm actually seeing a WebMD article here. And then, so... My experience, I did use Visolutin for a whole month, maybe a little bit longer than a month, and it didn't make that much of a difference. I think that Visomitin has made more of a difference for me. And Visomitin also has the benefit of having kind of like an immediate effect. Visomitin uses the SKQ1 molecule, which is this tiny, tiny, tiny molecule that is so small that there's a magnetized ion that drags this antioxidant molecule right into the center of your mitochondria inside of your eyes. And your eyes, particularly because the eyes are such a sophisticated piece of biological machinery, your eyes produce a ton of free radicals, which is kind of why we get macular degeneration over time. There's all sorts of other things that can exacerbate exacerbate this, but the free radicals have a whole lot to do with this. And so when you're using something like SKQ-1, when you're using a targeted antioxidant, that can clean that up, it can start to reverse a lot of those issues. So I would honestly say, because Visolutin is kind of pricey, I got mine from ruepharma.com, and they sell a 60-capsule package for €95. Euros. Or you can get it from Moss Pharma, which I think is based in Lithuania, might be a better option for people in the... Schengen Zone, they sell it for about the same price. So it really is pretty pricey. And I would say I have more confidence in the Visomitin SKQ-1 technology for eyes, mostly because it just makes my eyes feel good and because my vision has not degenerated at all in the past couple of years that I've been using it. Let's see. Did we get any other questions from him?
1: We have one from Jessica.
0: Okay, yes. So
1: she's asking, hi, I was just wondering if you know of any vendors that ship to Australia and use payment method of Western Union or credit card as they don't have cryptocurrency. Thank you.
0: Okay, that's from Jessica. Let me take a look at my email real quick and look at the Australian vendors. That are out there. So, first of all, I'd be curious about what sorts of nootropics Jess wants to use. If she wants to use things like the Racetams, or if she wants to take some nootropic stacks, it, it varies a bit. Australia is one of the major markets for nootropics. And you would want to look at. For example, actually, this is what I'll do. I will link Jess over to Lucas because Lucas is there in Australia, in Melbourne. He's the go-to biohacker in Australia. And so he would know better than I would actually. And he can probably give you a short list of who is delivering in Australia right now because I know that Australia is kind of on the end of some draconian measures as far as shipping, imports, exports of products, I'm sure I would recommend checking out Lucas's product. And I believe he has a product. It's called the Brain X Stack. And it's a nootropic stack. It's kind of a unique product that actually depends upon dopamine. It's a dopaminergic product. And it does that by upregulating dopamine with a couple of natural ingredients. And it looked like a really, really cool product. It's one of the top things that I am interested in trying. So I think I'm going to link over to that, because that is something that is going to be manufactured there in Australia, so you'd have access to it. Whereas Typically you can get like nootropic, nootropics depot stuff imported into Australia, but I really don't know now. And we don't know how long the COVID lockdowns are going to last. So I would suggest getting nootropics from an Australian source. And right now I'm really not sure about that. So I'll link you over to Lucas and then you can talk with him and you'll want to try his product, which is a dopamineergic product. And I think that's all of the Q&A questions that we have today, right?
1: Yeah, these are all of them.
0: Okay. Lovely. That's that. Okay, Daniel says, I wanted to send some coin. Is literally cast box? Okay, let's see if we can chit-chat. Hey, Daniel. Yo, D- okay. Hey mate. Hey mate, how you
2: doing?
0: Yeah, good, good. Yeah. You? Oh my gosh. I need yeah. to I think get horizontal again because I my uh my family here just gave me a lot of food. There right. was quite a bit of food. Lots of lots of lamb. Can you can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. Right,
2: I'm just gonna try my headphones better. Yeah, is the um cast box thing? Is that is that literally a currency?
0: I don't know much about that. Did they introduce their own proprietary cryptocurrency? Mm, I don't know.
2: <laughs> I just I just saw it and I was like, okay. I'll, I'll send I'll send a send a bit of love your way. And um, I didn't know if it's just like a superficial kind of token thing or if it's something you can cash in, like the Mind's token
0: okay so i just i just uh, duck duck go searched cast box currency and there's mm. a search result here that says emotional From currency VR, this is hip- it's it's oh. an emo- emotional currency oh <laughs> <laughs> so i just paid real money <laughs> to send you some uh, good vibes I, I think yeah. I think it may be. I think it may be digital emotional currency. You know, we're living in this this strange, strange new world of, of uh, of of everything. Everything is strange now. So I think you mm. may have sent me some emotional digital currency. Oh well, hope you, hope you find it useful, you in Gergana. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we'll be able. To, I'm not sure if the Babas here in Bulgaria. We'll accept that as uh as 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 cash tender for the things that we need to buy from them. But but we you know, I appreciate the gesture, of course. You're no right. No How are you two doing? Oh good. We were just we were just having a hang on our hammock.
2: Mm. Oh, lovely. My sister's got
0: one of those. Yeah yeah hammocks hammocks are what's up hopefully hopefully hammocks aren't like illegal in you know they're in the u k yet
2: no no that I don't think so unless you um unless you try and do it in a public place with more than two people you uh, may get hung up hammock um cut.
0: cut down right yeah yeah they may they may just come by with like a big uh, pair of scissors and just cut you down. Hey, Hello. H- Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Where are you in the world? Let us know. Have a have a chat with Hannah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why not? she's up for it. Iran. Oh, Hannah. Okay, okay. Oh, Hannah. You're a doctor in Iran. I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be that's gotta be that's gotta be challenging right now. Don't you think?
2: Is this the one that uh, said a uh, spoken English? Wasn't very good?
0: Yeah, I think that's what he said. Okay. Did Is, uh, I, uh, hang on, or do you want to try and chat with her? Yeah, yeah, sure. Tell me real quick how your biohacking experiments have gone this week. Anything interesting? Mine? Yes. Yeah, um,
2: let's see. Anything interesting? I've uh, deep conscious breathing is working really well. Um,
0: is that helping uh, with anxiety? Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, and it's helped me focus. When I get angry, I'll get like an incredible Hulk and I'm like bah! all over the place in a good way. Um, kind of not a biohack, but something called triune brain theory and trying to hack my neocortex that's kind of biohacking, I suppose.
0: Um, triune, triune, triune brain therapy. What's the oh, synopsis of that?
2: Oh, okay. Um, so triune brain theory is your, our brains are made up of three um, structures. You've got the reptilian brain, the very primitive basic oh. brain. You've got the mammalian brain, and then you've got the neocortex. And depending what, you know, what kind of state you're in, you use all three brains. So it's Mm -hmm. it's basically just trying to observe my state. If I get angry and I shout and look it up, we'll talk about it later, but it's called triune brain theory. And that's, that's really been helping me. And what's the application of that? Um, I think it's just, just awareness. So if, if I feel really on edge and getting worked up, then that's a sign that I'm in a bit of reptilian, primitive, I'm not thinking, not using rational thought. So it's not really an application, it's more um, trying to tinker the state. Yeah, so I guess there isn't an easy way to apply it, only to sort of match up the behaviours with different brain type it's it's confusing
0: sure sure yeah it's 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 a matter of moment to moment self-awareness and our the gravity of our genes is ever dragging us back into that mammalian reptilian evolutionary evolutionary place of our mind, where we are selfish, impulsive, lazy, angry, violent. And then we have a very thin part of our brain, that prefrontal neocortex there, from which all of the civilization, beauty, altruism, from which all the good stuff in the world comes out of. And the the challenge that we face is, uh, you know, as Saltenichsen said, every man has a battle between good and evil, and the battle lines of this battle cut across his own heart. And that is the that is that you know millimeter millimeter difference in between the neocortex and between the more reptilian parts of the brain. And the more that we can be aware of that, then the more potential we have to build a, a beautiful life.
2: Yes. It's definitely a state that I think if one chooses, they can be in it all the time, the neocortex state. Um, so I guess when you asked about application, I think the best way that I'm doing it is to tap into it is literal conscious, deep breathing in and out. Because if you're, letting yourself, you know, do the automated breathing. That's the reptilian brain acting. But if you're present doing the mindfulness and then, then, yeah, you've got the neocortex, you're your best, best version. That's what I feel like anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. And how long do you feel like you need to do the deep breathing to achieve a beneficial effect from it?
2: Mm. Um, oh uh, I guess if how long it's hard hard it's kind of like how long is a piece of string depends what stresses there are what triggers there are sure I think it, I think the best way to find out how long and when it's had a desired effect is I stop my um OCD tendency kind of things like the body focus repetitive behaviors chewing my lips rumination um so once that fades away then i know i'm kind of in a good spot Mm -hmm. Mm. but yeah it it could be an hour it could be i could have it could be it could be several hours depends
0: okay hey i'll run something past you Mm. i was listening to this podcast this week and it was with a doctor a, um i think some type of psychiatrist and this this psychiatrist had a bit of a perhaps kind of fringy thera- a fringy theory about schizophrenia being caused yeah. by demons so he had kind of a metaphysical he had kind of a metaphysical view of psychiatry yeah that sounds good And so his take on schizophrenia was that he would, he had two really simple life hacks that he would give to his schizophrenic patients, which would be the schizophrenics would hear the voices in their head telling them things, you know, telling them terrible things. And so he would would instruct his patients to just start responding to those voices and saying, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. You can imagine, you can imagine the, the schizophrenic voices would say something like, you're a loser, you should kill yourself, or you're so ugly, you should go jump off a bridge or whatever. And so his patients would get in the pattern of just responding to those voices they heard in their head and saying, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie, that's not true. And then over time, the voices seemed to go away. And then the second, and then he had another therapy that he would prescribe along with this, which is that he would have his patients read Psalm 23, out of the Bible, and okay. yeah, yeah, uh, and so when his patients would read Psalm twenty-three, the schizophrenic voices would get uncharacter uncharacteristically angry and irate. They really wow. didn't like that, but then they would often go away. They couldn't they couldn't deal with that Psalm being read out loud, and then in, and then if people would call out the the voices in their head as being lies that would do a pretty good job of addressing schizophrenia without using antipsychotic drugs. And I, I, I thought that was real fascinating.
2: Yeah, to me, that kind of sounds a bit like the reptilian brain has got a bit of a dominance. Um, the positive self-talk of challenging the the voices is kind of self-nurturing neocortex kind of thinking psalm 23 i'm guessing that's kind of like humanity at its finest kind of thing i, I can't remember it um
0: yeah babe what is psalm 23 psalm god
1: is my shepherd the lord is my shepherd
0: i shall not want he leads me to lie down next to green pastures oh my gosh <laughs> i'm not um, a good christian i should remember i should remember this yeah 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 okay but yeah you're probably familiar with this one it's it's a very very soothing sentiment yeah.
2: oh that's cool the um i i must say that like, that's sometimes how i feel with the uh one of your um questions earlier on was about ocd how to hack it and um what sometimes i feel like a bit of a split personality. I've got the um, oh, the ambivalent kind of worrying side, and I've got the strong, assertive, stick to my guns. And it was a bit of a battle between two sides. Um, yeah, getting through it. I'm not sure what point I was trying to make there. I guess that is schizophrenia, isn't it? It's a split personality.
0: Yeah, well I think schizophrenia is probably it's a fancy sounding condition for I think something that's that's really probably very common. Psychosis. Yeah. Okay, let me try to let me let me look this up. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious what Psalm twenty three is. It's been a while.
1: Go since... over to minds and read your mom's right here, right now.
0: Actually, she doesn't include it. She doesn't include it there, in that one. Okay, Psalm t- Psalm twenty three is uh, very short. Okay, so this is from the Old Testament. This was from King David. So this is this is quite old. This is probably about uh, twenty five hundred words old. So it's Psalm twenty three. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Right. Yeah. I'd like to find the, um, I'd like to find the new, the newer version of that, you know, cause that's the, <laughs> this is the version of the, the English language from like the 14th century, I think. Uh, right.
2: Like the um, modern, modern version with, with all this slang.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they have a. I'm sure they have like a hip hop version of this.
2: <laughs> Probably. Okay. Um, I'm just um. Sorry, I'm just sort of sitting here, trying to get my laptop sorted for um, for later. Um. Hey Daniel.
1: The- hey,
2: you Daniel. Yeah.
1: I would like to ask you. How did you come up with that phrase in Bulgarian that you posted on Facebook, on uh, YouTube? Oh,
2: uh, what, what what did you translate it as?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I want to say it in public, you know.
2: Some oh spirulina, being um, the
0: demon. spirulina. The
1: oh really?
0: Yeah. It was about spirulina. Yeah,
2: that was that's Google Translate's fault. That's that's not my fault.
0: Spirulina, really?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, it's very powerful, but it can't be trusted. Um, uh, Because surely, you know, the way it tastes, it it must be the demon semen. That's the only explanation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What? It was, it, this was a dime. Still? Sorry. This is, this is a, cal- I'm, I'm here. a catastrophic I'm, I'm Google fucking, translate. Damn.
1: Exactly. Sorry, when bad. I saw it, I was like, that's impossible for Daniel to have written on your. Oh, no, How
2: you? my Bulgaria is crisp. Hey,
0: Kate, just a moment. Kate, where are you in the world? Drop us a chat. Hey, Shaki, Kate, drop us a chat and letting us know where you are in the world howdy and we We are in Bulgaria, but I'm curious where everyone else is in the world, and then we're gonna jump over to a zoom here here soon. What is it? No, 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 zoom. in an hour right? We're going to jump on a zoom in an hour, correct? yeah.
2: I'm not sure um, what time zone um, our other members are in because there's multiple time zones in the US, I guess. Yes. I mean, what uh, what time do we... One EST is six here. Um, mm-hmm. So in Bulgaria, that'll be eight o'clock for you? Mm-hmm. And then for them, I guess, depends what county they're in. But, um, yeah, I'm sure Owen will be free. And uh, where, where is, where's the other chap from, the, new, the newer guy?
0: Oh, California. So it might, might be pretty early for him. Ah, uh,
2: okay. Well, I'll, I'll nudge him.
0: I have no idea what time 1 p.m. EST is in Wakanda I'll, I'll have to Google that. I'll have to i have to Google that to figure out what time uh, thirteen hundred hours is in Wakanda.
2: <laughs> I'll see where um, Owen is. He's uh, you know our Welsh um, biohacker friend.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. All good. Maybe we'll have. Uh, maybe we'll. Maybe we can message Plamen because we want to discuss uh, travel plans with Plamen. <laughs> Oh, okay I'm, yeah just uh send me a message with the link to the zoom in about yeah, yeah. an hour and we'll hop on.
2: I've emailed you uh info limitless mindset hopefully you've got it. Yeah.
0: Oh okay I'll check that. All right well, well
2: yeah, chat to you later.
0: Great. Look forward to a continued conversation with everybody.
1: Yeah, yes, have a nice evening. Baby.
2: Thank you. Godspeed. Amen. Mhm. And